What vaccinations you should get caught up on before the second wave of COVID? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about vaccines that are recommended, but more importantly, vaccines you ought to make sure you're caught up on before the second wave of coronavirus. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We come to you each week at the same time here on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with some great advice for you. And of course, we've been talking an awful lot in recent months about COVID-19. That is our topic again today, Dr. Forrest. We know that vaccines are recommended for children, but now there are many vaccines that are meant for adults as well. What is it that's important for listeners to know about shots that might be good to get going into this next flu and COVID season? Well, Mike, there are lots of vaccines available now. I think that most people assume that most vaccines are for children. And while that used to be the case, more and more vaccines have been developed specifically to prevent diseases in adults, especially older adults. And first of all, and this is probably not news to anybody, Um, all adults need a seasonal flu vaccine. And, uh, you know, this year we're getting indications that that demand is going to be really high. In Mm -hmm. fact, we've ordered over three times as many flu vaccines as we normally do. Um, But it's really important for people with chronic health conditions, pregnant women and older adults. Um, Usually the cost is around $30 and they're almost always free uh, if you've got insurance. Um, The other thing that's probably the most common is people have heard about the tetanus shot and, you know, every adult should get the tetanus shot that has uh, pertussis in it. That's called Tdap. Mm -hmm. Um, And pertussis is also called whooping cough. And, you know, as a child, people got that vaccine, but immunity wears off. And we've been seeing some resurgence of whooping cough, you know, in the last 10 years. Uh, So the problem is that uh, if you were to get whooping cough and have to go in the hospital with that, at the same time that the hospitals are overwhelmed from COVID-19, uh, you'd really have a problem. And so that's why you want to make sure you get your flu vaccine, you get your whooping cough vaccine as two of the examples, preferably before this second wave. And one of the common names of that uh, tetanus vaccine with the pertussis built in is Boostrix. That's one example. Dr. Forrest, are there any other examples of vaccines adults should uh, be looking into? Well, the best way to break down what's recommended is sort of by risk groups. Um, So let me go through a couple of categories and uh, also some high risk groups so listeners can sort of understand which ones they ought to get. So first, let's uh, discuss some vaccines that are recommended for younger adults. Um, One vaccine that younger people get is the HPV vaccine that protects against human papillomavirus. And that's a virus that can cause some types of cancer, things like cervical cancer. Um, And it's recommended basically for people age 10 through 46. And there's also some vaccines that would be recommended for adults because they have a particular job or they have a school related requirement. Uh, Maybe they've got a health condition. They might have, you know, other factors that might make them higher risk. For example, you know, some states will require students that are entering colleges and universities to be vaccinated against certain diseases like meningitis because there's a higher risk for bacterial meningitis among college students, especially living in dorms. Um, And so they they will require that in that that certain group. It's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week, Dr. Forrest. Thanks to WeCare uh, of Apex, the pharmacy in Apex, for sponsoring our Tip of the Week. 
They provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They're located uh, in Apex, and their number is 919-629-6010. And you can look them up online at wecareofapex.com. So the tip of this week is it's really important to keep track of your immunizations. Uh, you know, it's, it's not uncommon that I get a new patient and they come in and I ask them what vaccines they've had and they just, they have no idea. Uh, and I'll ask them about their last tetanus shot and they say, well, I don't know, you know, it may have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, so if you ever move or you get a new job or you're starting at a new college, those records many times are needed for your application. It's also wise to keep a permanent record of all your vaccines as part of your personal medical record. So you don't have to get extra vaccine doses um, and you can make sure that you're staying up to date. Medical practices do keep records on vaccines, but if you change practices or doctors, you need to make sure you get a copy of those immunizations uh, because a lot of times those are archived or destroyed after about 10 years. And I can tell you from personal experience that if you don't have those records easily available, um, you may have to get some extra vaccine doses you don't need. Uh, you know, when I went from college to medical school and medical school to residency, each time I requested my vaccination records and it always took about two weeks longer than the deadline uh, to get those. And so I actually had to go get uh, another MMR shot, you know, when I went to, to uh, college and then I had to get another MMR vaccine when I went to medical school and then another MMR shot when I went to residency. So at this point I've had a lifetime worth of MMRs because every institution required documentation and I could never get that documentation from the last institution fast enough for, for the application. So that's an important tip. Yeah, all of the red tape we have to go through sometimes. <laughs> Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest will be discussing vaccines for older adults and other vaccines that are recommended as well for some special circumstances. That's our topic today here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back into Access Health Radio. We're talking about vaccines today that you need to be caught up on before we get this expected second wave of COVID-19 coming this fall. I'm Mike Davis, and I am with Dr. Brian Forrest, board-certified family physician from Apex. Dr. Forrest, uh, can you give us some contact information in case folks have some additional questions for you? Yes. Yeah, so if you want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go um, to our website um, at acchealth.com or you can call our office at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Uh, also, you can, if, if for whatever reason, uh, you need to get your vaccines up to date, updated and you can't find an easy source for that, uh, we would welcome people to stop by our office and uh, get any of the needed vaccines they need um, that we've been discussing on the show today. Uh, again, most of those vaccines are going to be totally free for people with insurance. And what we do is for people that don't have insurance, we actually charge our wholesale actual cost for the vaccine. Um, so uh, we will make those available uh, as much as we can for people that need those. Um, after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. You have family members that missed the show or want to go back and listen to some information. We also keep a, a log of all the old shows either at WPTF.com or on AccessHealthRadio.com. 
Thanks, Dr. Forrest. As we get older, uh, it seems like there's more and more vaccines that uh, uh, older adults may find necessary. What are some of those vaccines that are recommended for our more mature adults? <laughs> well, uh, one of the ones we haven't mentioned yet today that I think is is also it's probably in the top two most important is the pneumococcal vaccine. And this is a vaccine that protects against certain strains of pneumonia. And you certainly don't want to catch COVID and then, you know, get a secondary pneumonia from a bacteria if you can avoid it, because uh, that, that predicts much worse outcomes. Um, and there's been some major changes in the recommendations for pneumonia vaccines. Up until, you know, just recently for people over 65, uh, they would recommend one vaccine called PCV13 and then the second one was called PPS23. Um, and now the PCV13 is no longer being recommended, um, only the 23-valent vaccine. And the, the number just means that's how many types of pneumonia it sort of covers. Um, so if you've already received the 13-valent the PCV13 vaccine, that's okay. Uh, but going forward, it's not going to be recommended for adults. Uh, they are still going to continue to recommend the uh, pneumonia 23 valence. So if you haven't had that, um, anybody over 65 years old, uh, that's recommended for, uh, especially if you have chronic uh, lung conditions like COPD or asthma. Um, and it might be recommended in people earlier, than, younger than 65, if they have, you know, some really bad risk factors. And going into this second wave um, of COVID, I would highly recommend that anyone do for a pneumonia or flu vaccine, get those ASAP. I think those are going to be the absolute most critical. Um, another vaccine that's pretty much only in adults uh, is the shingles vaccine. And it protects against shingles. Um, and it's now recommended for people as young as 50. The old vaccine was only recommended uh, after age 65. Um, but the old vaccine was called Zostavax, and it's no longer recommended by the CDC because the new vaccine is much more effective, and that's called Shingrix. Um, and it's been in fairly short supply since it came out, um, and there are many patients who've been on waiting list at pharmacies uh, to get that vaccine, the shingles vaccine. Um, if someone in our listening audience has been trying, wanting to get a shingles vaccine and they haven't uh, been able to get it, uh, they are also welcome to uh, come by our office. Uh, and get the Shingrix vaccine. And again, if they have insurance, it should be, uh, you know, uh, whatever their copay is, or most of the times free. Um, and uh, so you can contact us at 919-363-0190 uh, or come by our office in Apex if you need to get the shingles vaccine. Dr. Forrest, what about specific medical conditions or risks that might make other adults need certain vaccines? Are there things for them to consider? Well, if you have a condition that weakens your immunity, uh, so, for example, some people have been in like a car wreck and had their spleen removed or somebody who's got HIV, uh, then you really need to talk with your doctor about, in addition to those that we normally recommend, also considering um, getting the Hib vaccine. And Hib vaccine protects against um, Haemophilus influenza type B. Um, and if you haven't previously been vaccinated to that and you're in that high risk group, a lot of times that's going to be recommended. Um, we already talked about the pneumonia vaccine, but if you're in that really high risk group, then probably you're going to get recommended to, to get both types, the 16 and the 23. And we mentioned the, um, the vaccine for meningitis uh, called meningococcal vaccine. Um, if you're in a high risk group or if you're in a situation, again, like a dorm 
or, you know, some type of setting where you're really close to other people. Uh, the meningitis vaccine is, is also recommended in those high risk groups. And we talked about MMR vaccine. That's typically given to children. Um, but if you were born in 1957 or later and you haven't gotten that vaccine or you don't have immunity to those diseases because you actually had measles, mumps or rubella, then that's a vaccine you should consider. Um, and then for, you know, people who were born in 1980 or after who never got chickenpox and as far as I know, were never exposed, we recommend the varicella vaccine, which is basically a, a vaccine for chickenpox, which is the same virus that causes shingles. Uh, but this is a different vaccine specifically meant to uh, prevent primary infection with that virus. Dr. Forrest, let's shift gears. What about vaccines for pregnant women? Anything they need to be concerned about? Well, you know, we're always concerned with, with uh, pregnancy about higher risk and immunosuppression. And then we also have two people to consider, not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the risk is sort of double with pregnant women because, because of that. And they need to definitely be covered by that uh, Tdap vaccine, which is the tetanus with the pertussis booster. Um, you know, between 27 and 37 weeks of pregnancy. Um, so preferably during the earlier part of that time period, and that helps protect them from getting whooping cough, which, which can be absolutely deadly. Um, also the flu shot um, during flu season, um, it's absolutely important, which, you know, goes from basically October to May. It's highly recommended that pregnant women get the flu vaccine as well. Um, and now if there's a higher risk of contracting hepatitis um, due to hepatitis B, a risk from being exposed to areas of hepatitis A, you know, like foreign travel, things like that. Then in those specific situations, um, the hepatitis uh, vaccines might be considered as well. Dr. Forrest, one of the things that always amazes me is how healthcare workers such as yourself don't stay sick. I mean, you're exposed <laughs> to everything all the time. Uh, are there certain things that healthcare workers uh, need to be concerned about? Do they are there vaccines that they need? And what about at-risk patients? Yes. Yeah, so most healthcare workers are in, in in you know it's recommended that they get the hepatitis B vaccine, um, and that's you know hepatitis B is a is a virus that a healthcare worker would most likely contract from a needle stick. So let's say you were given somebody a, a shot and you accidentally stuck the needle in yourself, that exposes healthcare workers to a risk of getting hepatitis through that blood transmission with the needle. And so that's the reason we recommend hepatitis B vaccine for most healthcare workers. Um, the other thing is varicella vaccine, the chickenpox vaccine is recommended because um, if, if you have a healthcare worker that never had chickenpox and never got the varicella vaccine, they could get primary chickenpox from a patient that had it. And the thing is, chickenpox in childhood is not a serious disease. Typically, children, you know, they get the rash, uh, but they do pretty well. But adults who come down with chickenpox, it is deadly. Hmm. Uh, it causes uh, lung complications in adults, and many times people have to be put on ventilators if they get chickenpox as an adult. So, hmm. because healthcare workers are exposed to so many people, and they might actually see a case of chickenpox uh, or varicella. It's very important that healthcare workers get immunized to that. And we already talked about measles, mumps, and rubella. Again, somebody born after 1957 needs to make sure they've got that if they're going to be a healthcare worker. And then, 
you know, I know a lot of emergency room physicians uh, will get the meningococcal vaccine because I've been in an emergency room on several occasions when somebody would get rushed in with meningitis. And there are certain types of meningitis that are very deadly and they're also incredibly contagious. Um, in fact, I remember a case where an emergency room doctor in the emergency room where we were got exposed um, and later they developed a meningitis rash and they died. Um, so meningitis vaccine is also probably important for, you know, healthcare workers who are going to be on the front line who might be exposed to meningococcal disease. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to share a website tool that can help you find the vaccinations you need. And our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is coming up. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about the vaccines that you need as an adult to get ready for the second wave of COVID coming up. Dr. Forrest, what about travel to other countries? We haven't really talked about that. I've heard that there are special vaccines for folks that travel overseas. Yes. Well, first of all, I, I have to say, I probably wouldn't recommend overseas travel right now mm-hmm. uh, in this season. Uh, you know, there's there's certainly places in the world that actually have less COVID-19 than we do. Um, but uh, it's risky and there's always a chance you might get stuck there. The, the country might stop, you know, uh, evacuations and stop people from flying um, or coming into their airports. And so, you know, I probably wouldn't travel right now. But if you're someone who has to travel, um, there's way too many specific locations and vaccines to list on the show today. Uh, but in some cases, things like yellow fever, typhoid and other diseases um, are common. And you might want to receive some specific vaccines for certain areas. The best way to identify what's recommended is to go to the CDC's website and you can search specifically by the location you're tracking www.nc.cdc.gov forward slash travel forward slash destinations forward slash list and we'll put a link to that on the access health radio site but again if you go to cdc's website and you search for travel uh, you're very likely to be able to get to that site and it'll show you specifically what vaccines you need for the area you're going to Um, you definitely don't want to ruin your travel by getting sick and some of those diseases are actually deadly all right it's time for our access health trivia of the week doc It might surprise people to know that each year, one million Americans get shingles, and about half of them are 60 years old or older. Additionally, over 60% of the people that get admitted to the hospital each year for flu are 65 years and older. So make sure you get those immunizations, because this is a year you don't want to be in the hospital if you don't have to. Boy, isn't that the truth. Uh, What are the key places listeners can find out more information about the vaccinations that we talked about today, Doc? Well, we talked about the CDC website, and I'm also going to put some uh, links uh, on the on our website at accesshealthradio.com with some uh, places people can go for more information um, and telling them sort of about the vaccines they need. Uh, There's several easy places to find that out, and I'll I'll put those links uh, on the website. Very good. That's all the time we have today, Dr. Forrest. Our scripture this week is one of my favorites and reminds us that if we prevent disease and stay well, we might not even need any medicines. It's from Matthew 9, 12. But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.